0: Welcome back. I am Lee the This is Live Mike. You're listening to KSL News Radio. 150 is the time right now. 46 degrees outside and cloudy, but I can see a little bit of blue poking through those clouds. I'm going to try to get a run in today. Later on, if I can pull it off, I want to talk to you about a, kind of a difficult situation. It's a touchy one. It stems from the protests that we are seeing take place across the country, and. It also addresses an issue, uh, an event that we have seen take place here in Salt Lake City. Specifically, the practice, which has arisen in recent days, of law enforcement kneeling alongside the protesters, taking a knee. We saw it in the early days of the protests here in. Salt Lake City I don't quite remember if it was Saturday or Monday. You remember there was the Saturday uh where the police cruiser burned and then Monday by great contrast there was a much more peaceful approach to the tactics of the protesters. Uh in one of those two days there was an officer uh, with I believe the Salt Lake City Police Department who did kneel and interacted a bit with the protesters and there was a great celebration about that fact. And then not long after that, we've seen images of uh, Utah Army National Guard troops kneeling alongside protesters. And fast forward things a bit. We have seen images of Police Chief Mike Brown, Salt Lake City Police Chief Mike Brown, kneeling alongside the protesters. Kneeling and even hugging protesters, Mayor Mendenhall as well and others. And I have nothing but praise for this behavior. I have nothing but praise for this show of solidarity. This past Saturday, uh, a demonstration was organized by Kamal Ahmed, someone who has become a great friend, in my opinion, of this program. Uh, Coach K joined us earlier. I asked him uh, what he thought about this practice of police kneeling alongside protesters.
1: We all have to be accountable for our actions. That's how we move forward. I don't know if everyone else, in specific with with
0: Charlotte, I don't know if they hold themselves to that same measure. Um, We definitely want to give them the benefit of the doubt.
1: Here in Salt Lake City, we do. That's how we work. That's how we operate, and that's why
0: we're going to be the model. Now, the coach also went on to discuss that here in Utah, things are a little bit different.
1: We all have to be accountable for our actions. That's how we move forward. I don't know if everyone else,
0: in specific with Charlotte, Charlotte, I don't know if they hold themselves to that same measure. Um, we definitely want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Here in Salt Lake City, we do. That's how we work. That's how we operate. And that's why we're going to be the model. All right, apologies. That was the, uh, the same clip there. But what I want to do is I want to move forward. Across the country, uh, protesters have called for police to kneel with them or join in their protests. And on June 1st, uh, protesters here in Salt Lake City asked police officers to kneel with them. You hear that? Kneel with us. Kneel with us. Kneel with us. That was the chant from protesters here in Salt Lake City. Here is a quick clip from one of the officers, one of four officers that did kneel. He said he was glad to take a knee to help keep the peace. If we can keep everything peaceful, and if that means me taking a knee to make sure
1: things stay peaceful, that's what I'll do.
0: Some people are saying that Calling on the police to join the protest is the wrong message. Specifically, the president of the Charlotte chapter of the NAACP, Reverend Corinne Mack. On Facebook, she shared an essay written by a human rights attorney. And the caption included, by the NAACP chapter president in Charlotte, Reverend Mack was, quote, sick of black people being so gullible and conciliatory. She then shared an article, and I'd like to share with you an excerpt from that article. It reads, to eliminate police violence, we must do the opposite of building relationships with police. Just that sentence alone. Let me read that again. To eliminate police violence, we must do the opposite of building relationships with police? that that that's the premise and this quote-unquote human rights attorney goes on to defend that premise we must do the opposite of building relationships with police you think that there is progress gonna be made if you intentionally distance yourself from the individuals whose behavior you would like to influence oddly enough there's a connection between this tactic and what we just heard from the EPA administrator The tactic is this. There are those who profit from division. There are those who profit from dissension. There are those who make a career and improve their position, both professionally, financially, socially, by placing themselves in the center of division and dissension and conflict. And you know what? When division, dissension, and conflict go away, there are some people who are out of business. There are those who profit from conflict. There are those who improve their own situation in the midst of chaos. And so you will see them fomenting this division. Please keep, keep your eyes open for this tactic. It is not confined solely to the upset and the outrage felt by so many across the country moving them to protest in the streets. No, it, it is something that you will see Across all spectrums, you will see it in so many circumstances and it's deplorable. It's evil and it's vile. And sometimes it's effective. Sometimes the tactics make sense. Sometimes the arguments that are made, uh, they make sense. But it's beholden upon us to be discerning. We must, when presented with counter logic or uh, something seemingly counterintuitive, we must break it down and we must decide for ourselves if it is based on a sincere desire to heal, a sincere desire to move forward towards reconciliation, towards understanding, Towards the type of scenes which we saw play out just this past Saturday at Washington Square in Salt Lake City, Utah's capital city. We saw protesters quite literally embracing law enforcement. In the midst of this Black Lives Matter movement, we saw a black man with his arms around hugging and embracing the chief of police here in Salt Lake City. Now, sure, the cameras are rolling. But did you hear what our friend said happened yesterday? Mr. Ahmad told us that Chief Brown called him on the phone yesterday. He had no cameras capturing that phone call. No recording. No reporters there. why call to make sure he was doing all right? In a week's time, we have made remarkable pro- progress here in Utah. There are diverse communities that now have a greater understanding of one another than at any point in history. And that is the goal around the country right now. We here in Utah just are able to get places quicker. We may not be there entirely, but we are on our way. And so when you see individuals or you hear or someone shares on the social media something like this, Let me read that sentence again to you. It's just infuriating. To eliminate police violence, we must do the opposite of building relationships with police. Reduce and eliminate contact between them and us. That's uh, absurd. It's wrong. It's mean-spirited. And I believe it is done simply to create and foster chaos and violence. It is dangerous. I abhor it. You should, too. I invite you to be discerning when it comes to this type of behavior, because it is rampant. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Janetta Williams, my guest on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
1: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
0: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
1: It was violent. It was senseless. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or
0: wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. The sun is starting to peek out through the clouds here, uh, starting to bright up this room from whence I am broadcasting today, and that's a good thing. And the sun peeking out through the clouds, if I'm honest, not to sound too corny, is a little symbolic of the Uh, the point that I would like to communicate during this segment here. You heard earlier in the program I had a conversation with Kamal Ahmad. He's the local educator, soon to be assistant principal here in the state of Utah, and also the organizer of a demonstration which took place at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon uh, this past Saturday at Washington Square, where he and others gathered together and uh, did a number of things. They spoke about some of the concerns they feel about uh, systemic racism across this country, specifically uh, as they have observed within law enforcement. But also, also, Mr. Ahmad made it clear that he is also appreciative of law enforcement, that those good actors who wear the badge each day to protect and serve are deserving of praise, and that it is not every officer that is engaged in racism and such like that. Well, it took us about a week to get to that point. If you rewind things a bit, last Saturday, as Debbie Dejanovic and I uh, were here on these airwaves, we saw a Salt Lake City police cruiser flipped onto its roof and set ablaze. Protesters stood atop it, jumping. Later on, another vehicle would be flipped on its roof and set ablaze. Arrests have been made since that day. Federal charges have been filed. There's a chance that some individuals involved in the activities of Saturday night will spend over five years in federal prison. That was two Saturdays ago. This last Saturday, a black man in Washington Square was embracing and hugging the chief of police. They stood side by side. They held hands. That was in front of the cameras and we have learned that behind the scenes, without the presence of reporters and cameras and microphones, that those two men have their own relationship. That the police chief called Mr. Ahmad just yesterday to ask how he was doing. I know that my views and opinions are are always going to be uh, qualified as only those from, uh, you know, a white guy who has enjoyed much privilege and I sit here safely behind my microphone, and that my experiences uh, really don't qualify me to weigh into these issues. And honestly, that's right. I don't understand firsthand the rage and frustration felt by so many, especially those who have taken to the streets. And I say that just to point out that uh, my understanding will always be limited, but I will guarantee to you, listeners of this program, that I will uh, make everything and make every effort I can to get a better understanding of things and a better understanding of how we're doing here in Salt Lake City. I'll continue to have conversations like the one I had earlier this morning with Mr. Kamal Ahmad, and like the one we are about to have now with Janetta Williams, president of the NAACP Salt Lake City branch. Uh, Ms. Williams, thank you for joining us. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you. Lee?
0: T- tell me this, how, how has what has Utah demonstrated in the past week?
1: I think, uh, of course, at the very beginning it was unfortunate, and we did NAACP call for calm and peace and asked the protesters to not to be destructive, but they do have a right to protest. And after that, we had a lot of positive calls saying thank you for doing that. And we just worked, uh, of course, not only this time, but in the past, we've worked with with law enforcement, uh, the NAACP Salt Lake Branch uh, for the last three years now, fourth year rather, have given out um, awards to first responders at our Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Luncheon every year in January. In fact, this past January we had uh, fifteen uh, that we gave out. The year before was roughly around. Uh, Thirteen, and so we've done this every year, and we've had a great working relationship with law enforcement. I have a great working relationship with Chief Mike Brown and West Valley Chief Colleen. uh, Well, she changed her name, but just call it Chief Colleen. Sure. And and others uh, throughout the state. So we do have a ours might be a little unique than other states, but uh, we work with law enforcement a lot.
0: I have seen in cities like Charlotte, in Los Angeles, now in Buffalo and uh, Chicago, where certain protest organizers have requested of those who are marching under the Black Lives Matter banner, they have requested of those protesters not to kneel alongside law enforcement, not to invite law enforcement to kneel alongside them. I have also seen uh, invitations extended to uh, white folks that they stay home if this isn't their protest. Are those requests appropriate? Uh,
1: No, they're not appropriate. In fact, we invite everyone that has a concern. And some people, they're not able to march, but they do support in other ways. And they can get involved with CNAACP. We have voter registration. We have census that we're trying to make sure that people uh, go online and fill out. So there's a lot of opportunities. But, you know, we're not telling folks not to kneel uh, and support law enforcement. We're saying, in fact, uh, after the Chief Brown did it, I had sent him a text because I knew he was extremely busy, and I applauded him for kneeling and hugging with uh, several other protesters. And I think we need to continue to do that and work in those positive ways. And so, you know, I have to really look at what we're doing here in Salt Lake. And sure, I I know what they're doing and saying in other, other cities, but uh, those other cities, You know, yes, I'm concerned, but my main concern is what we're doing here in Salt Lake City and in our state of Utah. And those are the folks, they may have other reasons for not wanting to kneel with the police, but uh, my concern here in Utah is that we are working with law enforcement. We are taking a knee with police enforcement. We are taking a hug from them. We are sending out a text or calling them uh, late at night saying, are you okay? So we're we're doing all of those things, and I'm hoping that the other cities will continue to do that as well, or not maybe not continue, but to begin doing the things that that we've been doing here, and making sure that we all continue to work together.
0: What's next here in Utah? Where does this movement go from from where it is now?
1: Well, from. Th- Our our focus now is going to be making sure that we do and work with uh, law enforcement on some type of civilian review boards and making sure that we have some type of accountability and reform going on. So we're we're going to be doing that. In fact, I announced that at our Friday press conference, and we will continue to uh, work. And we've had other folks reach out to us to say that, they want to come in and help because, of course, our national headquarters in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, they give us our our talking points as well, and uh, not all of the talking points, but they give some yes. of the ones that they're looking at on a national level as far as creating a, a good civilian police accountability review board.
0: Outstanding. Uh, so that's
1: uh, one. That's one. Good thing that that we do have, We, ha, you know, we have our national headquarters. We have attorneys, president, CEO, our 64 national board of directors, of which I served for six years on that board. And we've been around since um, 1909. So we've been around for a long time. And then here in Utah, in Salt Lake City, uh, we were started in 1918. So we have a long history.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm anxious to see uh, the progress of the formation of these review boards and such like that. I am grateful to you for both your leadership and also sharing your time with me on the air today. Uh, Ms. Jenna Williams, president of the NAACP Salt Lake City branch. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. You're welcome, Lee.
0: Quick break. When we return, we'll be speaking with Kate McGregor, former coworker of mine. She currently serves as the deputy secretary of the Department of Interior. That's a pretty big job. You're going to talk to us about what the department is doing to open up hiking trails for folks like you and me. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.